Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. How many of you are asking God for understanding and God is like, just go and then you will know. How much will I suffer? How much will I give up? What is my investment? God's kingdom come. We say this all the time. And what that means is that God ultimate supreme reign is here. Good morning. Man, okay, okay, how are we feeling? Seems like you guys are feeling it. Man, man, good, good to be here. Uh, did we shout out live stream, by the way? Did we do that? Did we? Did, okay, let's, let's give it up for live stream. What's up? What's up? Hey, if you are a guest here, glad you are here. Uh, we are in the middle of a conversation about just this idea of expanding our imagination. This idea of, of activating our faith, erasing some of the boundaries that we put uh, in our lives of what is really truly possible. And so we've been talking about it, and today I'm going to continue, but this is an important day because if you notice, there's something on your seat, and this is, a, uh, this is us going into, in one sense, uh, into the darkness, into this idea of uncertainty, uh, trying to raise a uh, uh, half a million dollars for a project. Now, I'll get into the details of it. And some of you, you've been following along uh, because you've been part of us. And you know that today is one of those days that we're going to actually commit together. So others of you, you're like, I'm brand new, bro. I'm brand new. No, we just showed up. I just invited someone. Thanks for nothing. Like, what are we talking about? Are we even part of this conversation? You are. You are. And you can follow us along. You can go on YouTube, check out what we've been talking about. I'll go into detail. So just so you know, the good thing is I'm glad you're here because the conversation that I want to have concerning faith is an important one for all of us. Regardless if you're like first time or you've been here for a while, it's this conversation about where is God calling some of us into or maybe the place you're in right now. For example... Would you say, some of you, you're in darkness. Like you don't know exactly where God is moving you towards. Like you, you don't know. Like you're feeling good right now, but you feel like you sense where there's some uncertainty in my life and I'm not quite sure. We don't do good with darkness, do we? Like let me just ask you this. We're all adults here, I think, most of us, right? Okay, let me ask you an adult question. And listen, listen, we're all in this together here, okay? How many of you would say you're afraid of the dark? Oh, that was quick. That was, that was quick. You're afraid of the dark. I was. Do you remember the first time you discovered you were afraid of the dark? You're like, oh, oh, yeah, I just, I just talked about it in therapy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think what, what triggered my uh, being afraid of the darkness was when I saw Planet of the Apes. I don't know why. Anybody remember that movie? 
Planet of the Apes, the old one, the new one, still. The, just the thought, those look so realistic. It just freaked me out. And then you turn the lights off, I'm, I got a problem. I got a problem. And I walk at nights. Like, the, I prayer walk at nights. I mean, it's not that super spiritual. I just kind of walk at nights. I like walking at nights, walk, listen to music, listen to podcasts in my neighborhood. It's usually after midnight. Sometimes I've been, the cops have been called on me. It's all good. It's all good. It has happened twice, but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, listen, it's all, it's all good. Anyways, but then sometimes in my neighborhood, there are patches of places where it's so dark. And I don't know, maybe I watched something. You know, you know one of those movies, I like sci-fi, and I don't know, it just kind of stuck with me, and I'm walking through this patch in my neighborhood, and it's really dark, and I'm like, I'm spooked. I don't know, I love Jesus, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, but I'm like, but there's a demon, there's a demon there, there's a vampire, there's a werewolf, and I can smell him. You know, like, just weird stuff, have you ever... And I found myself doing this. I, I found myself going through part of the neighborhood, and it's really pitch dark. And then I see, like, a lamplight right there. And then I'm walking towards it, and, and I'm like, I'm hoping. And I, and I pick out the face. I pick out the face because when you're afraid, you, you feel stuff, right? Don't you feel stuff? I, I, sometimes I get in my head so much. I'm like, there's something. I got to walk faster. I got to walk faster. It's, it's going to get me. It's going to get me. It's so funny because all of us, when we just shut off the lights, we just don't do well. Some of us, it's, it's fear. Others of us, we just are limited, and we just, you know, things just happen to us. For example, I just found a great video. This has got to go viral, friends. It has to. It is concerning one of our staff. It is Pastor Mike. Now, here's the thing. If those of you who don't know Pastor Mike, this is not, it's, it's his fault because he showed me the video. I want to share it to the world. I want, I feel, should we not watch this video? We should. Okay, okay, okay. Those of you online, you miss it. Okay, so here's, let me set it up for you, okay? We have cameras all over this place, okay? All over this place, okay? We have cameras, okay? Which is hilarious. Now, the thing, though, is, is Mike kind of has access to them on his phone. Like, sometimes I'm walking during the day, walking through this place, and he like, hey, I like your outfit. I'm like, really? That's weird, bro. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. So he has video of himself as well. So this is a video of him. It's pitch dark, though, and he's in the loft. If you don't know, there's a, we have a balcony loft area, and he walks from one door to the next. Do we have that video by any chance? We need to share it, this to the world. Let's, let's just let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this. It's pitch dark. That's hilarious, isn't it? He just fell asleep. He's like, I'm, I'm done. It's awesome. Okay, let, hey, we're going to put this on Instagram. Let's make this. Let's, let's make Mike Smith famous. Can we get an amen to that? All right, let's just, let's just get into it. All right, let's get into it. Let me pray for us. Can we do that? Let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you for um, the fact that we can come together and laugh together. God, laughter is, uh, is a very human thing to do. And uh, the fact that we can do that in the midst of everything that we're going through, God, we can share joy together, uh, gives us permission to even share grief together. And so, Father, I just thank you for this moment that we're all collected uh, here uh, when, uh, in a sense, just experiencing you in this moment. And so I just pray that you would have your way with us, God. I know that some of us, we need to have a conversation about what we're going through right now. 
And I think that, the, that what you want to speak to us, God, today, uh, for some people, it might be a game changer. So I pray you speak to me, speak through me, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So let's jump into it, this idea of darkness. You know, with faith and spirituality, there's always this link to, to darkness. Like, so when people say, you know what, spirituality is about moving from light into, uh, moving from darkness into light. Even, even other faiths, Eastern faiths, or even people who believe not just in one God, this idea of enlightenment, the, 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 big, uh, the big thought there is that we move out of uh, darkness and into light. That's pretty much the big idea of spirituality, the spirit of reaching to a point where you actually begin to see things clearly. But faith with Jesus is interesting, especially when you move into a deeper relationship with him where he calls us sometimes to re really walk from light into darkness. He calls us to move from light, lit, very lit spaces in our life and seasons of our life into some dark places in our life. Now, it's, I know it's the opposite, and for those of you who want to misquote me, don't do that right now. I want you to understand that he, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't call us to evil, but he does call us to move into places that we are limited by just our natural abilities. That faith really is about that. You see, as we jumped into the series, we launched our whole idea from Hebrews chapter 11, and where it says there's a definition. The writer, Paul, says this is the definition of faith. He says, faith is confidence of what we hope for. What is up, Mosaic Church? My okay. name is Ryan Nice. And, I'm a Paralympic. Uh, and it's the assurance of what we do not see. So let me repeat that again. Uh, hopefully without the video, okay? So faith is confidence in what we hope for, and it's what? The assurance of what? We do not see. That at some point, God wants us to move into a place that we are sure and confident, yet we do not have the ability to really see. So we want to walk comfortably and walk in confidence in dark places and dark seasons of our life. And are we doing that? Or are we people, and is your faith so comfortable that you're like, I like very lit places. I like not being in the dark. Sometimes it's con connected to fear, but spiritually and relationally it turns into worry. For some of us, it's like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to go there because I'm limited. I need to know what's going on in my life and what's happening. Like, for example, I need to know how this is really going to work out. And so we find ourselves places, in places, where, where, where we're just lit up. It's all good. Seasons and people. Sometimes we don't enter into, like, uh, some goals in our life because you're like, ah, that's, that seems, that's, it's, it's a little dark there. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. So I'm good here. I'm not going to make this move. I'm not going to take this job. I'm not going to start this company. I'm not going to do that because I've, I'm comfortable where I am. Like, my standard of living is, is pretty well lit, and I'm good. I'm good. And for others of us, there is this, 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 this voice inside of us that says, I know you're comfortable. I know you are lit. You know, I know all of those things. But, but I want you to go deeper. And I have more for you. But you're going to have to go through this dark space. So what we've been doing is we've been talking about the Hebrews where Paul begins mentioning certain people as he talks about faith. Chapter 11 is really a conversation about what faith is, and then he uses examples of people, and we've talked about those the last several weeks. So today we jump into a faith of Sarah, because 
he talks about it. And so we go right to it. Hebrews 11, 11, it says this. It says, it was by, it was by what? Faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was what? Barren and too old. She believed that God what? Would keep his promise. She just believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation uh, uh, nation uh, came from this one man. He was talking about Abraham as well. He says, and uh, who, was a, who was as good as dead. Like he was really old. I mean, that's, that's one way of saying it, you know. Uh, it says, a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. It's like these, the, the amount of offsprings, the, the amount of people that say they contribute to Sarah and Abraham as the father and mother of their faith. Like you can see, you can see countries and nations that go back to this. So they didn't know that was going to happen. But they had a choice to believe God, and they did. And in particular, he says, and Sarah, this faith that she had, that ended up, ended up just basically blessing so many people. So what is this faith of Sarah? Well, what, what does it look like for us to go, okay, what does that mean? Now, I just want to tell you right now, that Sarah's faith is a, is, is, a, is a dark one in a sense. Like the, 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 the way God began to speak to her about believing for a particular promise was, I think, very triggering. See, Sarah could not. She was barren. And it's really tough when you hear God say to you or you feel that you're going to have a kid. And I don't know if you know this with per, by personal experience, or people you are related to or married to. But that, you don't want to mess with that, right? That's a, that is a deep wound. That is a deep struggle. That's, it's, it's, it, it's, it, it can get people into very dark places. And I've talked to people, couples, women, who end up in serious amount of despair when they've tried and tried and tried and nothing has taken place. Nothing has taken place. And Sarah knew early on this relationship with hopelessness and believing and trusting that life would work out a certain way, and it didn't. As I told, mentioned a couple of weeks ago, see, Sarah's dad died early, young. And because of that, Abraham took her on. Because back in those days, you, just, you, you, you married women just to provide for them. So I grew up Muslim, and we have like, you know, in our religion, you are allowed four wives, okay? Which, it's, which, which I don't know, it's never a good idea. I mean, not, nothing against wives, okay? Ladies, nothing against, but you know it's not a good idea. Men, you're like, oh, that's, a, no, that's not a good idea. It's not, cool. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, four, no. It's no, it's not fun. It's like, it sounds fun on paper. Like, have you noticed there's stuff, the brochure is awesome, you show up to four wives, it's not awesome. It's not at all. It's not good. But the idea there was this, this ancient idea of taking care of women around you. Or if there was a barren woman and you married her and you did not know, then because of the times that they lived in, they didn't have any value, unfortunately. And I'm so glad that we've evolved and things have changed. 
But back in those days, women did not have value if they could not bear children. And so what would happen is that they were not allowed to divorce them, but to take more wives. So it was an act of benevolence. It was an act of like, hey, we, we don't want these ladies out there. No one's providing for them. And Sarah had two things happen. One, her dad died. So her protector, in a sense, her, her provider, her covering. And then no one wanted to marry her because she was barren. So Abraham jumps in there and he provides for her. But I just want you to know that Sarah had an had a intimate relationship with despair. An intimate relationship with a sense of darkness around her. And she lived and lived her 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And then God says, hey, you're going to have a kid. Let's just go to that account, shall we? When she heard about this. It's Genesis 18. It says, so this is, this is very interesting because it seems like God and Abraham and Sarah are having a conversation, but, it's, but like God and Abraham are in one room, and Sarah's like behind, like around the corner. The door is open, but she can, you know, it, like she can hear them. It's kind of that kind of a situation here. And so it starts off, and, and, and God says, hey, where is Sarah, your wife? And they asked him. And, and uh, in, the, in the tent, Abraham replied. Then the Lord said, um, he said this, he said, next year, I will give you and Sarah a what? A son. And now we know, right? Sarah was listening from the tent behind, door behind him. So she's going like, okay. And she heard this. Now, Abraham and Sarah were both very what? Very what? Oh, they're old. They're old. Okay? It's just a thing. It happens. Okay? It's going to happen to everybody, people. It's going to happen. And Sarah was long since past the time where she could have a baby. So, so Sarah what? Laughed silently. I have looked at different translations, the idea. This is not like, oh, good one. That's funny. No, this is very sarcastic. This is like, ha, 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 yeah. Or this is like, oh, really? That's cute. You know, like, this isn't like, this isn't like, you are a funny person. Let's take this on the road. No. No, this is like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this doesn't, you, you get the picture. Okay? You get the picture because God got the picture too. So when she, when she laughed silently and she thought to herself, a woman my age have a baby. Ha, ha, ha. Right? She scorched herself and she said, and, I love this, and with a husband as what? Old as mine. Old as mine. He's about dead, people. Like this, this guy's old. She's like, he, he, she was like, with him? <laughs> That's hilarious. This guy. This. There's a couple of Abrahams walking around. I'm just saying, this guy? This is, this is the guy. Yes, this fine specimen of a man. By the way, he's almost 100. Like, like let's, let's just, like, really? Okay? Okay. And then, and then what's funny, though, what's funny is, then God said to Abraham, not to Sarah, to Abraham, uh, why did, uh, why did, um, what? Sarah laugh. This is so funny because it's like in a conversation and he hears her and he goes, I'm not going to talk to you, but hey, what, what's wrong with her? Like, what? She, was, she doesn't believe this? She doesn't believe this? Right? And why did she say, can old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too, what? Too hard for God? Next year, just as I told you, I will certainly see 
to it that Sarah has a son. But Sarah denied it, right? She's like, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. She lied, for she was what? Afraid. She's like, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. And God's like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I wonder if some, some of us have got the same experience, right? Like, we hear God say something. You hear a message. Even today, you're like, oh, that's great. Yeah, erase the boundaries, expand my faith. Been there, done that, I'm over it. For so many of us, honestly, for so many of us, um, COVID did it. You know people that you used to know. There's a lot of people you used to know. There's so many people that you used to be friends with. There's so many people that you used to do church, in a sense, with. And guess what? They're gone. They're over. They're over. They're over it. They've used the word deconstruction. They've used the word whatever they want to use. They, they were like, I'm done. I don't want to attend. I don't want to watch. I'm done. I'm done. Why? Because there was a lot of prayers prayed during COVID. And I don't know if so many of them were answered. Let's just be honest. So many of us prayed that God would heal this person and it didn't happen. So many of us spent time on our knees hoping and praying and believing and believing and believing. Some of us even, and maybe you're just listening to this, went from services to services, churches to churches, prayer meetings to prayer meetings, looking for anyone, anybody who would even call themselves a spiritual prophet to say, COVID's going to be done with. And so many of us wanted to hear it, right? I wanted to hear it. I was like, please, just tell me it's over. Lie to me. Just go ahead. Just tell me. I got like, please. There were moments where I was like, I'm, I'm going to live in this mask. Is this what hap- what's happened? I mean, this pandemic became global, friends. I mean, this is a pandemic. I mean, like, wow, the world is going through this. And I'm like, okay, the amount of people praying, what in the world is God doing? How busy is this guy? Like, what's going on? I mean, I get it. I, I, I mean, I, you can, I, there's good reason that we're not the only people in the universe. I get that. We can't be so self-centered to think that. I get it. Okay, with all the other universe, I don't even know, God, what you're doing. But by the way, this is a pandemic. Like, a lot of people are dying. And what's happening? And they're not just dying. They're also getting mean. Like, what is happening? And guess what? And the meanest people are what? Jesus followers. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. The, 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 yeah, they've got John 3.16 plastered everywhere, cussing out their neighbor. For God so loved the world, but I hate you, you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what is going on? So what happened there? I'll tell you what happened there. What happened there is, is that we got into despair, but, it was, it was, but here's the problem with despair. Despair is not just a darkness you live in. Despair is a darkness that begins to live inside of you. And if you live long enough, it gets in. And Sarah was like, it got in. And she was like, this is the biggest joke. This is ridiculous. I've, I'm past it. I'm past it. And yet, what we find, the history books tell us, that she believed God. How did she do it? So you and I, 
we find ourselves in a place where we're looking at a particular thing in our life. And we're like, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. There is a worry that keeps on. Um, it's, an, it's an everyday worry. It's a relationship. It's people. It's your kids. It's, it's your family. It's your, uh, it's your parents that are getting older. It's, it's stuff that you're like, I just, I just, I don't see clearly what's going to happen. And then you go, I just don't even know if I can pray because I'm not quite sure if God's going to listen or do anything. What's he going to do? I'm not quite sure. You can't see it. Maybe you're like, you know what? We are in this debt and it's, it's mounting. It's mounting. And don't you know, every time you try to get your business, your finances in order, get on a budget, something breaks down. It's like, what is going on? What's happening? As soon as you get a plan together, as soon as you do this, as soon as you do that. And then for some of us, as soon as we get into a place that we're like, this is good, my business is doing good, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, then key employees just go, I'm out. You're like, what? I, made, I made, had the perfect team right now. I have the perfect scenario. And what? Guess what? It all goes away. How many of us, how many of us who have been building businesses or working towards something, COVID hit and get what happened? You had to rebuild all over again. We find ourselves there. I find myself there, having to rebuild something that we have been building upon for 16 years. It feels like we're just starting again, all over again. I'm like, what a waste. And yet, I'm challenged by the faith of Sarah that believed God. That in her 20s and 30s and 40s and 60s and 70s, nothing happened. And yet, right there is a promise. Right there, at 90 years old, she gives birth. At 90. First of all, how many people want to even do that? Like, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? And, and, and Abraham is 100 years old. I met some of you guys, okay? I see, I see some of the guys walking around with their toddlers, and their, their faces say, help me. Help me. Please. Please help me. And I just look at them and say, hey, 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 it's a season. They're like, oh, no, no, please, please. They're like, just take him. Just take him. I trust you. You're good. You're like, just look what? Mom's walking in. Oh, my gosh. Walking in. And you're like, you, I, I knew you before you, you had kids and after. And you walk into church and you're like, hey, I got two shoes on. Praise God. <laughs> like, seriously. I'm not quite sure. I've seen people, women, walking in with two different pairs of shoes. I'm like, you do you, girl. You're good. You're good. Cute. It's a, it's a trend. It's a trend. But why would God do that? And why would God challenge us? Is it a joke? Is it, what, what is God doing? I think God wants us to move us to a particular kind of faith that is Sarah's faith. And what is the difference between Sarah's faith and all the other faiths that we've looked upon? Sarah's faith tells us to lean on other people's faith. At some point, Sarah stopped and went, you know what? I'm just going to trust Abraham. I'm going to trust this guy who picked me even though, even though he knew I was barren. I'm going to trust this guy who, whose his idea was to marry me and, and, and be with me and not take other wives for 20s, 30s, 40s, 60s, 70s, 80s, not take another wife. I'm going to trust this guy. And if he, if he believes that God's true in this, I'm just going to do it. 
I think for some of us, if you want to go to the next level of your faith, if you want to go to the next part, if you want to believe God for some things, guess what? Don't do it alone. So if you find yourself being called to a commitment, called to a a project, called to something that seems very dimly lit, and it's like, for some of you, it's like, no, 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 Uh, if I go down this path, if we try this together, this is, it's darkness. It's going to be dark. Well, then don't go alone in the dark. Don't go alone. She didn't go alone. She leaned on his faith. And so what would you and I look like if we allowed ourselves to lean on each other's faith? Believing that, you know, one day I'm going to get up and I'm like, you know what? God said this. We're in a good direction. We're going to try this project. And the next day you're going to wake up and you go, you know what? What was I thinking? What's happening here? This is not a good idea. One week you're like, you know what? I'm done with the dating apps. I'm done. 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 And then something, then, then something happens. You're like, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. You see something else and this girl or this guy, and you're like, okay, they're moving. I need to, I need to get something moving. I got to figure this out. Some days you're like believing. Some days you're like really seriously doubting. And what do we do when we doubt God? You know what we do? Our first reaction we apologize. We say, I'm sorry. And God's like, stop. Stop asking for forgiveness because you doubt. Start asking for help. Like you need help. And not just from me, from other people. Other people. See, if you want to go further, you've heard this before. If you want to go further, you got to go together. But for some of us, we don't like leaning on People, because we don't like these two words. We don't like the word solicit. Okay, when I think of the word solicit, I think of someone not allowed to what? Solicit. Like, you've seen signs. No what? No soliciting. Okay, why? Because we think soliciting is like, oh my gosh, you, you, you want something from me. And I wonder if God could say, hey, I want you to solicit help. I want you to solicit someone's faith. Don't borrow their faith. Solicit their faith. Like solicit basically means to ask someone for something they have. And for some of us, you know people who have all the faith to believe that can help you go to where you need to go. You can't go alone. You can't do it alone. So then let's, let's, let's reclaim this word. Let's, let's just ask people for help. And if you're wondering who... People around you, people you're sitting with, watching with, people at work, people, people around you think God, ask God, who are the people? Who is the person that I just go, hey, could you walk me, could you walk through, uh, just, just walk with me through this. Some of the ladies that I've seen people walk through this, this particular issue have walked not alone. They've walked with someone. Because it's never good to be alone in the darkness. Worry, anxiety, fear, doubt, all the stuff creeps up. So solicit. Solicit. The other is that we just, we, just like, we just like speed. We just like speed. We love the idea of fast. 
of fast. Like we just, we love, we love fast food, right? Do you know fast food is a Western thing? Eastern cultures don't have fast food. They have street food. That's where we're like, oh yeah, I love street food. Yeah, you know what that means? That means people just hang out together. There's a sense of community. And I think when you look at scriptures, especially in the context that they were written, I think that we are supposed to do faith not like a fast food deal where you come in and get what you want because you picked the menu and you paid for it and you drive through and you're gone. But it's a street food, but you're in community, in the streets, in the community, with people together. And so, friends, if we want to move further and deeper into some really, um, you know, dimly lit spaces, spaces that we're going to, like, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work out, then let's take people with us. So for you, what does that look like? What does it look like? What is the one thing that you're like, this is a dark door. I'm not quite sure if I can walk in there alone. That's why, honestly, therapists are good. What, what do you think they do? They, they recognize doors and rooms that we've not gone into. And then they walk us through them. And sometimes they walk in with us, just helping us out. We're called to do that as well as friends. You don't have to be professionals. Here's what you have. You have the light of God within you. So why wouldn't you t- want to take as many people as possible into dark places? Because they have the light of God in them. So let's solicit people. Let's go further with people. Let's not walk alone. Let's not do that at all. As I was thinking about this talk and thinking about what we're trying to do as, as a church, man, it's not a dark place, but it's definitely dimly lit. And what I mean by that is, for those of you who are new, this is the first time you're hearing this. This has been a conversation, so don't feel any pressure. But we've been trying to, we're, we've been talking about, hey, can we attempt to raise a hundred, sorry, uh, half a million dollars to build an uh, indoor gymnasium of a place that we already have. It's right pa- in, past this, uh, this wall here. And we've got the space for it. We've got a school that wants to partner with us. And, but it's scary. It's scary because we, I honestly, for me, just being honest with you and real here, I haven't really like tried to raise money since COVID because you, everything is everything is just... Okay, everything is expensive, right? <laughs> everything is like, I'm like, come on. And I, I just, I, but I do know that this is a, this is a good thing that we could do because we've always wanted to be a hope center. If you walked in for the very first time, you know, it doesn't say Mosaic Church, it says Mosaic Hope Center because we believe that we want to be the epicenter of hope in this city. And so we want to create our spaces, our buildings, that so many people can use them and so many people, friends, use our space. We partner with so many people to do this. This space is used countless times. Like there's never a dull moment. So one of these, uh, so one of the in one of these conversations I was having with a person, I was talking to a guy named Ryan. I met him through TEDx community. And TEDx community is, uh, if you've heard of TEDx, um, th- there's a short community as well, and, and we and I've been a part of that. I did a TED talk, which led me to actually become a speaker coach and then on the leadership team for the city. And I was Ryan's um, um, speaker coach, helped him with his craft, his talk, and got to know him. And I just kind of just mentioned 
the, the, you know, what we were going to be doing. And he was like, man, I want to be a part of this. And so I actually have a video that I would love to show you guys of him just talking about what we're attempting to do and why he is excited about it and why he thinks we should all do this together. So let's watch this video. What is up, Mosaic Church? My name is Ryan Nicewinder. I'm a Paralympic gold medalist, and I am friends with your pastor, Name. Now, he asked me to speak a little bit about my journey and how I gave my life to Christ. Um, sports throughout my life was a vehicle that ultimately brought me to know Jesus, have a relationship with Jesus, and know where my eternal home is forever. I'm sitting right now in what will be one day, Lord willing, a basketball gymnasium. And what's so cool about a basketball court, what's so cool about this space and what it could be is that in, in college, I went to a fellowship of Christian athletes. Um, I was invited and when I went, I was able to hear the gospel and be around people that, that knew Jesus, but also loved sports. I felt comfortable. I knew that I didn't know what, who Jesus was, but I knew I liked sports and I knew I liked free food and I was gonna be there any day of the week. And it was through that that I was able to gain a relationship with Christ, now work in the local church and be able to impact people and lives for Jesus. And I, I can't help but think, who's gonna walk through these doors? What basketball player is gonna come into this space their first time at a church or even in a building that is a church and have people love on uh, I heard it once said that, would the community even know if your church didn't exist? And when we impact the community through serving opportunities and to be able to provide spaces for youth, adults, a multi-purpose space for multiple things to happen, you know your community is gonna be impacted. You know God's gonna move. And I can't wait to see what will happen once this space is built. So I just want to say thank you, Mosaic Church, for your generosity and through the Lord's help and your support, this place is going to, this space is going to be used for so many great things. Thank you so much. Man, is that awesome? So great to, to yeah, let's give it up for Ryan. Yes, definitely. He, uh, he couldn't be here today because he was traveling, but uh, you will see him around our community. But man, I just want to say uh, this, um, this project, uh, I don't want to do it alone. Uh, I, I feel like this is uh, the next thing for us, and so I'd love for you to be a part of it. You know, um, at Mosaic, we are, we are no pressure kind of people. Uh, we don't pass the plate. Uh, those of you who are new, we don't do that. Uh, people give online, people who watch us and are part of us, uh, either locally or globally even, just give online, and I appreciate that. So here's what I want us to do. I want you, number one, to take away from this weekend that there are some places that you need to go to, dark places, and God is actually calling you to go into those spaces because it's going to exercise your faith. But then don't go alone. And then I also want you to consider, because some of you have already done that. You've already thought about this because we've been talking about it, like how and how much you want to contribute to this. In fact, people have already been starting to give towards this. This is a one-year uh, project that we're going to try to raise 500K for this. So I would love for you to take a moment, and if you have this, you can to use this, fill this out, or just scan the QR code and uh, just... Take a minute and go, you know what, I, I think we want to commit to something like this. 
I'm not quite sure how it's going to work, but I just want you to know, like, you know, things add up. Things really add up. I mean, 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month. I mean, they just add up uh, if, when you do it times all of us together and then times 12 months. We can do this project if we all begin to be a part of it. So please consider this. We'll love for you to be a part of that. And let's just go together in this space and see what God is able to do. Those of you who are volunteers, especially those of you who contribute to Mosaic, give to Mosaic already, you know this. And we got to celebrate that last night as we uh, gathered together and just talked about all the good things that we've been able to do. But there's so much more good that we want to do, that we're called to do. So would you do this? Would you consider this? Just scan this. Um, if, um, and then think about this while we respond together. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for us. The band's going to come up, sing a song. And during this song, we're going to just reflect of what God is doing. Some of us will go to the cross. Some of us will go like candles. But then others of us, I would love for you to scan this and fill this out and see where God wants to take you. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for what you're doing what you've called us to and how you've called us to truly go to places in our lives that really seem very hard for us, extremely hard for us, but yet you're calling us to do that. God, I pray you remind us that we don't need to go alone. We can solicit the faith of others, asking them to walk beside us, God, I pray that we are encouraged by, challenged by Sarah's faith, who believed you, who believed you because she leaned on Abraham. God, for some of us, we need to believe you for our kids, for our finances, for our business, because we need to lean on the people around us. God, some of us might not have someone to lean on, and God, I pray that if they find ourselves in this community, if it's not just a random clip on Instagram or social media, if they're part of Mosaic in any way, that they would just ask for help, ask for us to walk. And God, that we would walk together. God, give us wisdom as we pursue this, this, this vision that you put before us, this opportunity that you put before us. Lead us, lead us, and help us go together. In Jesus' name, let's respond. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.